Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for joining us and downloading episode number 137. Um, This is actually a pretty recent tune we're going to talk about today. We are talking about Hunt You Down by Paul McCartney. Um, It's actually a trio of three songs, and it's credited as Hunt You Down slash Naked slash Sea Link. Um. It was released September 7th, 2018 on his album, Egypt Station. That is, um, as of this recording, his most recent LP. Album topped the charts in America and was a top 10 hit around the world. It was his first number one album since Tug of War, way, way back in the early 80s. And personally, for me, I don't care for this album. There's uh, a lot more misses than hits, in my opinion. And I wrote about it, uh, and you can read about it at herohabit.com. Um, for my song by song analysis, if you just can't wait for each individual song to pop up on this podcast. But this track, this trio of tracks, this medley, um, is one of the few highlights, I think, from this album. And a lot of people love this album. I mean, it went to number one. Part of that was because there were um, several different editions. There's a Target Japanese European edition. There's a a Traveler's edition, which um, included a second disc. So all those sales count as two. Um, And you've got all these completists that will buy the Target edition for the three extra tracks and the Traveler's edition for the extra disc. So you've got one person buying it two, three, four times, plus the vinyl versions, all this stuff. Uh, It just gets to be kind of gimmicky. And it's like, okay, I sold a million records, but only 200,000 people bought it. But that's neither here nor there. Paul McCartney was at the top of the charts in 2018 with Egypt Station. Um, but what I was going to say, I got sidetracked, is a lot of people love this album. A lot of people are saying it's his best work in years, a couple decades maybe. I don't think that's true. I think it's uh, the weakest album he's done since uh, uh, Driving Rain. But there are high points, um, and I I really be interested to to talk to people who loved it and praised it uh, wholeheartedly w- upon its release. I'd really like to talk to them now or a year from now and see how often they've returned to it, and when they do return to it, if it's holding up. Because I just don't think it's going to hold up. Um, this track is, like I said, a three track medley, and a lot like. Uh, like the Mean Mr. Mustard, Polythene Pam, Bathroom Window medley on Abbey Road. Um, the songs all blend together and they don't really stand on their own. You know, I love Mean Mr. Mustard, but it's like a minute and a half long, right? It's not a fully formed song that just happens to bleed into uh, the next tune. These are all short pieces. And. Um, this one closes the album. So it's the last thing you hear. It clocks in at about six minutes. The first two chapters of this medley um, are like two minutes and a minute and a half each, respectively. And then the last bit is the longest bit. 
We open with Hunt You Down, and Hunt You Down begins with a guitar riff that's seemingly inspired by the Kinks. Uh, and then it morphs into what ends up being kind of a decent Wings-era sound. This, If, if you would have put this track um, with a Wings lineup, it could have fit on several 70s Paul McCartney albums. Lyrics are pretty typical McCartney, but the music sounds good at this point. And sometimes Paul does brilliant lyrics with beautiful melodies. And sometimes he does pretty good lyrics with melodies so strong that you don't notice. Sometimes he turns in very lazy, half-hearted lyrics that distract from the music no matter how good they are. This one kind of falls in the middle. They're not great earth-shattering lyrics, but um, they're fine and they don't get in the way of the track. All right. So then it shifts from this rocker into kind of a waltz. Well, it is a waltz, but it's like a slow, um, almost a theatrical waltz. And there is a transition. So it's not an abrupt, uh, just cut edit, you know, into the next song. There is a transition. Um, it's not, necessarily the smoothest transition but it's tough sometimes especially in rock and roll to shift from up tempo 4-4 to kind of a lilting 3-4 felt more in a one it's more like one two three one two three one two it's 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 you know it's more of a one um but what's interesting about this track naked is that paul seems to utilize his weakness or his weakening voice as an effect on this track. We've noticed it for years. It's not new. Paul's voice is not what it used to be. Anybody that thinks otherwise just needs to go on YouTube and look at some recent um, television appearances or concerts or anything like that. The Grand Central concert that he did to promote this album, I think is some of the worst vocals he's ever delivered. He just doesn't have the strength and he seems uh, unwilling or unable to make the changes to either get his strength back up or to make the songs more accessible to him. But in this one, he kind of leans into it instead of trying to power through his weakness, um, like he's done in recent history, this song, he leans into it. He lets his voice crack to add an effect to the song. Just like, you know, back in 68, when he, you know, affected his voice to sound more like Fats Domino. Here he's doing it, you know, it's it's as an effect. And I like singers that can do that and make their voices an instrument as opposed to just the the deliverer of the lyrics, you know? And and the Beatles were always good at that. Ray Davies is, is good at that as well. Um, not being so... Uh, hung up on the quality of their voice. You know, it's like, I don't always need to deliver twist and shout. Sometimes I need to deliver a lazy vocal, you know, like I'm only sleeping, right? They always did this since the 60s. They've been doing this. And Paul is is utilizing his older, weaker voice to good effect on this. And then, so that chugs along in 3-4. In and I don't think Naked would stand on its own as a fully formed song. It's about two minutes. Uh, and as a two-minute chunk of this medley, it's pretty good. But I don't know that I would want to listen to this for another two minutes. 
Um, and if this album is any indication of where Paul's head is at, it actually would have meandered for another three and a half minutes had it been a real song, a full song. And so we switch from this three, four, almost like pub ballad uh, waltz into what he calls Sea Link. And that's the final installment of this trilogy. And it's just a guitar solo jam. And it, and it comes in at, in six, eight. So that's not as far of a drift from three, four. It's a complete groove shift, but it's a little bit easier to get to than four, four to three, four was. It's, it's a smoother transition. Um, and this is the longest segment of the track, but it never strays from C or C minor chords. It's just basically, they call it C-Link because it's just on the C chord, whether it's major or minor. And he does little licks. This, this little bit actually originally clocked in at 11 minutes, all on its own, and got edited down to what it is here. So that's smart editing. Um, but he does little licks during his solo that they went back and orchestrated. So, you know, it sounds like it's just him playing the guitar. And we haven't really had this extended Paul jam really ever that I can think of. So it's kind of cool in that respect as it shows him off as a guitar player. He's a solid guitar player. You know, he's he knows what he's doing. Um, but it's a very moody, atmospheric solo. This is not Paul shredding. This is him playing a more blues-influenced guitar break. Um, and then they would randomly take these little licks and motifs that he was doing and orchestrate them. So now, even though it could have been 100% improvised on the spot, by orchestrating those licks, all of a sudden it has the appearance of being a through-composed song. And it, and it works. It's a really great, cool effect. Um, and that C-Link is, is one of my favorite parts of the entire album. This one section of the medley uh, is is a huge highlight on this album. Um, and because it's this slow, dragging 6-8 jam, it kind of brings everything down. And, you know, in the conceit, the general conceit of this album is that you're stopping, you're on a train stopping at every station. Every song's supposed to be a station. And it's the dumbest, most meaningless concept of any quote-unquote concept album I've ever heard. But in this case, it actually does give you the feeling. It's like, all right, we've taken this journey together. There have been some highs. There have been some lows. But we've, we've gone through this album, and now we're kind of coasting into the, the last station. It's time to collect your things and kind of regroup and, and be done with this. And in that case, this song works in that in that capacity. A lot like... Um, the chanting at the end of George Harrison's Brainwashed eased listeners into the end of that album. You know, comes out of a rocker and then comes down and kind of brings your adrenaline levels back down to where they need to be and all that. This kind of has, serves that same purpose, and I think it's really cool. Overall, this is one of the stronger moments on the album, like I said. Um, I otherwise don't enjoy much on Egypt Station. And we'll talk more about that as we go song by song and eventually as we talk about the whole album. And um, like I said, you can read my song-by-song song review at herohabit.com. Just search for Hero, uh, Egypt Station. And while you're there, you can go to the podcast page for Kinks and Beats Daily and find out how to contact me. Give me a call, 925-494-1739. And my way off on this, guys, is Egypt Station, this 
late era McCartney masterpiece and I'm just being too close-minded? I don't know. You can also email me kingsandbeats at herohabit.com and you can contribute $4 a month to help keep this podcast ad-free and to receive bonus content ahead of everybody else. All right, that's it. There's not much to talk about on this one other than what we just did. And um, I hope you enjoy it. Go listen to it. It's on the Spotify playlist. And um, I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.